welcome to Wellness Your Way. I'm your host, Megan Lyons, and I've helped thousands of people find their own way to wellness. Wellness Your Way is an extension of that work, aimed to help you find your unique path to feeling your very best. Each week, we'll go through tactical strategies you can use to improve your health, happiness, and quality of life. So grab a mug of tea or lace up your walking shoes. We're about to dive in. Welcome back to another episode of Wellness Your Way. I am so excited you're here because we have some really important topics to cover today. My clients are always asking me what they can eat or do for their brain health. And whether you're worried about eliminating brain fog or improving memory now or preventing chronic diseases like Alzheimer's and dementia later, I've got the full lineup of tips for you in today's Veggies of the Matter. I'll also talk about something you can drink to promote weight loss, a pasta substitute you've probably never tried, and I'll answer listener Q&A. Let's dive in. It's time for health news you can use. And did you catch my intro teasing you with the promise of something you can drink to promote weight loss? What did you think it was? If you know me, you know I don't promote magic diet pills or powders or drinks, but this drink really is magical. It's water. Most of us know that we, quote, should, I don't like the word should, but we should be drinking more water for our overall health. But did you know that it is also tied to weight reduction? This new study was published in Clinical Nutrition in May 2021, and it showed significant reductions in both body weight and waist circumference after one year and two years for those who drank more water. So these helpful or beneficial results were shown in the people who drank five to seven cups of water per day and those who drink more than seven cups per day. But honestly, I still stand by my recommendation to drink half your body weight in ounces. And the mechanisms are probably multiple, or the reasons why water uh, consumption is linked to weight loss. I am guessing that at least these three come into play. First, hydration promotes optimal body functioning, digestion, metabolism. Your body is just better functioning when it's hydrated. Second, when we drink more water, we displace things like sodas and sugary coffees and all of that kind of stuff, which can really add up and inhibit our weight loss. And third, being hydrated actually reduces your cravings. So with all three of these mechanisms combined, I uh, I'm sure you now have a reason to hydrate up, drink your water today, whether you're concerned about weight loss or not, it will help your overall health. I will post a link to the study in the show notes. In today's Megan Recommends, if you've ever looked for a vegetable-based pasta substitute and you've tried zucchini noodles, things like that. You kind of found the texture to be a little bit watery and mushy. Then I have a product for you today. This is called Palmini Pasta, and it has been one of my recent favorites. The texture is 
far sturdier than any other vegetable-based pasta alternative I've tried. It's made of hearts of palm, actually. So it does have like a slight tang, like if you've ever had hearts of palm on your salad, you notice it almost is in the flavor category of like artichoke hearts or something like that. Just a, a nice little fresh, refreshing tang. These palmini pasta uh, items or products come in a shelf-stable bag, which is honestly really nice. They last for a while. One of my problems with zucchini noodles is if you don't cook them that day that you buy them from the grocery store, then they're probably bad. And if you spiralize them yourself, uh, obviously they're more fresh, but it's a little bit of a pain. So the, this palmini pasta takes away both of those obstacles. I like the pasta or the palmini pasta in kind of like a shrimp scampi style dish with some lemon ghee herb sauce or even like in a marinara style dish, they're great. I have found them at many local grocery stores, including Kroger where I usually shop. And I will also put a link in the show notes if you want to try them from Amazon. In today's Veggies of the Matter, we're talking all about brain health. And whenever I'm asked what people can do or eat for their brain health, honestly, I'm kind of like everything that I suggest all the time supports brain health, whether it's stress management or increasing vegetables or uh, cutting out or reducing added sugar, things like that. These all support a healthy brain. Uh, so it's not quite as simple as, oh, just eat a blueberry, and when you do eat the blueberry, that particle goes directly up to your brain and automatically makes your brain healthy. Your body's a really complex system, um, and it's all working together. So it's not quite as simple as one food or two foods are going to naturally uh, and, and completely make your brain healthy. But as always, my goal is to take all of this complicated information and just give you some actionable, simple steps. So today I'm going to attempt to boil overall brain health down into seven main tips for you today. I pull a lot of this information from multiple studies, probably over a dozen studies that I will cite in a blog post that contains this information that will be in the show notes. So just scroll down on the podcast player that you're listening to. You'll see the show notes there. You'll see uh, the blog post on brain health. You can click on that. And if you're interested in looking into the studies, then you uh, will find them all there in that blog post. I'm also pulling information here from three primary books. Uh, Brain Maker by Dr. Da David Perlmutter, Genius Foods by Max Lugavere, and Food, What the Heck Should I Eat by Dr. Mark Hyman. So I will link all of those books in the show notes as well in case you want to dive deeper. So let's get into the tips. The first tip is to keep blood sugar balanced. And we know that sugar is detrimental for the body overall. Hopefully you've listened to my episode about blood sugar stability, which I will link in the show notes as well. But many of the uh, negative repercussions of blood sugar instability actually impact the brain specifically. We know that sugar causes very similar, or similar, there we go, similar neurochemical changes in the brain as drug addiction causes. And these changes are chemical, but they're also 
physical changes that occur in your brain when you have too much sugar. So the hippocampus, that's the area of your brain that processes memory and helps improve your memory. And when we have unstable blood sugar, it actually shrinks physically in terms of size, shrinks the hippocampal volume. This is pretty incredible that the size and the function and the chemical balance of your brain all change when it's inundated by sugar. So we really want to keep that blood sugar balanced and stable. And we do that by reducing added sugar and balancing any carbohydrates we eat with adequate protein and fat. So again, that that podcast episode that I did on blood sugar balance will help you there. But know that keeping your blood sugar stable will improve your memory, will improve your brain's long-term health, and will reduce cravings as well. The second tip is to increase vegetables and whole low-sugar fruits. So let's just be very simple. Vegetables are brain foods, plain and simple, particularly the dark leafy green varieties, but really any kind of non-starchy vegetable will have benefit for brain health. They are loaded with vitamins and minerals and other phytonutrients that the brain really relies on for optimal functioning, especially things like folate and magnesium and sulforaphane and fiber. All of these are critical for brain health and they're found in abundance in dark green and other non-starchy vegetables. So very simply load up on vegetables. The fruit side of the equation is not quite as simple. Because there are some fruits, some of them we don't even think of as fruits like coconut and avocado and olives, and even cacao is a fruit that uh, is the root of chocolate, my favorite food group. So all of these fruits have wonderful benefits for the brain because they are loaded with uh, brain-healthy fat. Now, another category of fruit, berries, these are really high in antioxidants. These can boost memory. Uh, there was a study that showed that the brains of those who those participants who ate the most berries looked 2.5 years younger. So you're actually reverse aging your brain if you eat more berries. So all those higher fat fruits and the berries, those are wonderful for brain health. But some of the higher sugar fruits, here we're talking about mango and papaya and uh, melons and banana and dates and pineapple, these kind of fruits, these are more likely to spike your blood sugar. And we know from tip number one that that's not ideal. So most studies will actually show no correlation between overall fruit intake and dementia. And I honestly think it's because some of the lower sugar fruit is great for your brain health. Some of the higher sugar fruit is detrimental for your brain health. So they're probably canceling each other out there. I would say for this tip number two, load up on veggies, focus on whole fruits if you're going to eat them, and lower sugar fruits, and your brain will thank you for it. Tip number three is to reduce gluten and harmful additives. So we know many of us have heard about celiac disease, and really very few people, about one, two, maybe three percent of the population have celiac disease, but did you know that almost everyone has an inflammatory response to gluten. High majority of people have an inflammatory response to gluten, and sometimes we don't even feel this. It's asymptomatic. Uh, the book that I referenced, Brain Maker, says, in quote, 
gluten sensitivity with or without the presence of celiac increases the production of inflammatory cytokines, which are pivotal players in neurodegenerative conditions, and the brain is among the most susceptible organs to the deleterious effects of inflammation. So gluten causes inflammation, the brain really sucks up that inflammation, and it contributes to a lot of long-term conditions that we hear of like Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, dementia, etc. So reducing or eliminating gluten uh, will help for the long-term brain health. Also, when I have clients that reduce gluten, they were not expecting brain fog reduction. They really feel a remarkable clarity of thought, a a more intense focus than they've had before. And that's a benefit that you can experience now, reduced brain fog by reducing gluten. Um, Let's see. The other thing in this tip number three was food additives. And here, the list is honestly quite long. Uh, many of the additives in our food manu- manufacturing system that are abundant in our food manufacturing system are really detrimental to brain health. Everything from pesticides and herbicides to nitrates and nitrate nitrites to BHT, BHA, artificial sweeteners and colorings, antibiotics and hormones, all of these things can wreak havoc on our brains. So the best thing you can do here is eat food as close to how it was grown as possible. Go for more whole foods, reduced processed foods, especially those where you turn over the ingredients and the ingredient list is pretty chemical sounding. Do your best to choose another option. Tip number four is to eat an anti-inflammatory diet. And we have known for quite a while that inflammation is linked to chronic conditions like Alzheimer's and dementia, and it now appears that inflammation is at the root of most cognitive decline. There was a 2020 study published in Neurology that showed that those participants with the highest levels of inflammation had 7.8% greater cognitive decline than those with the lowest inflammation, which is pretty significant. Uh, So we really want to reduce inflammation from our diet, and that means a diet rich in vegetables, rich in healthy fats, uh, adequate lean protein, plenty of water, and really focusing on reducing inflammatory foods like gluten and dairy and fried food, added sugar, processed food, alcohol, all of those things can cause inflammation. So Think of it as a balance, more vegetables, more healthy fats, less of the added sugar, processed food, et cetera, to keep your inflammation in check. Tip number five is to enjoy healthy fat and don't keep cholesterol too low. Did you think I was going to say hi? Don't keep cholesterol too low. We know that people with low cholesterol are at much greater risk for neurological problems, everything from depression to dementia. People with low cholesterol are at much greater risk. So I'm not telling you go out there and make your cholesterol as high as possible because we know that high cholesterol coming or resulting from improper food practices like eating too much fried food, et cetera, that's not good for our heart health. But on the same... uh, Uh, page, going too low with your cholesterol leads to uh, increased risk for brain health-related conditions. 
our brains are actually more than half fat, believe it or not. Our brain is comprised mostly of fat, and it relies on healthy fats for optimal fuel. So healthy fats like seeds, all kinds of seeds, chia, flax, pumpkin, sunflower, any seed, and fish, and olives, olive oil, coconuts, coconut oil, avocados, eggs, all of these healthy fats are great for brain health. And those will raise your HDL, which is commonly called the good cholesterol, but that's a good thing. That's a really good thing. We've been um, uh, led to believe that the lower the cholesterol, the better, but I really do not believe that. A very low-fat diet can reduce cholesterol, uh, but cholesterol is critical for so many functions in the body. So keep your cholesterol in line. And in fact, we do have a Q&A question about cholesterol, so I will leave anything more on cholesterol to the Q&A. Tip number six is to load up on brain-boosting superfoods. So the book Genius Foods that I mentioned contains some great information on 10 or 12, some number of foods that the author suggests for brain health. I'm going to cover a few of my favorites here. Fish, which I mentioned in the previous tip, especially the fattier fish like salmon, is great at protecting against inflammation, reducing depression even because of the omega-3s. Fish is a brain superfood. Olive oil as well is a staple in the Mediterranean diet. This has been linked to lower incidence of diseases like Alzheimer's because olive oil actually helps clear something called amyloid plaque that aggravates uh, in uh, patients of Alzheimer's. So that's really good. We want the amyloid plaque to go away and olive oil helps clear that. Olive oil also has antioxidants and polyphenols, which can even reverse age our brain. Just like I said with berries, the polyphenols and antioxidants in olive oil can help our brain get younger, which is awesome. Avocados are rich in so many vitamins and minerals, and they have been linked to improved cognitive function, increased memory, and better concentration. Uh, you know this one's going to be my favorite. My absolute favorite food recommendation ever is chocolate. There is great 2020 or 2012, excuse me, research that shows that people who consumed the most flavanols from cocoa improved their insulin sensitivity and blood pressure, showed less free radical damage, and had improved cognitive function. Now, this doesn't mean load up on the Twix bars. It means really low sugar, high quality chocolate, but there are so many benefits to blood flow, brain health, et cetera, from eating good quality cocoa. The next recommendation is going to be probiotics because actually gut health is really closely linked to brain health. So you can go back and listen to the episode I did on probiotics for more on this. If you're looking for supplements, uh, go back to that episode. If you're looking for probiotic-rich foods, look at things like yogurt with live active cultures or kefir or kombucha, tempeh, kimchi, sauerkraut, pickles, pickled vegetables, all of these will support your gut health, which in turn supports your brain health. And then the last recommendations I've talked about in tip number two, which would be dark leafy green vegetables and low sugar fruits like berries. So we made it to tip number seven, the final tip of the day for brain health, which is to reduce stress and practice some soothing techniques like meditation or yoga. There are so many benefits of meditation, and I'm going to read an excerpt from 
one of my blog posts from the past uh, that talks about meditation and brain health. It says, meditation is such a powerful brain booster that studies have shown it actually lengthens telomeres, which are structures at the end of chromosomes that are linked to high stress and accelerated aging. So we, by meditating regularly, we can slow the pace of aging, which is pretty amazing. Back to the excerpt. Other studies show significant improvements on attention, memory, and general cognition in aging individuals, and even improvements in the brain function of those with Alzheimer's. So meditation and stress management and yoga and any kind of breathing, stress reduction, etc., is great for your brain. Your brain is not designed to operate on overdrive 24-7, 365. Trust me, I wish it was. I try to get my brain to do that all the time, and it doesn't work. Our brains need a break from the screen. Our brains need to get out in nature. Our brains need to focus on the breath and calming down. It's not only to feel good in the moment. It's really for your long-term brain health. So I hope these tips helped. I am interested to hear which tip you're most excited to implement. And I hope you load up on some leafy green vegetables. Do it for your brain. We have two great questions, as always, for listener Q&A. The first one comes from Maria, who actually suggested the topic for today's episode, and she asked how to lower cholesterol naturally. I'm going to post a link to a blog post about all of the details with cholesterol, but here's the short answer. Uh, And by the way, that blog post will be in the show notes for today's episode. The short answer is, I don't think the lower the better when it comes to cholesterol. Like I said earlier in the episode, cholesterol has really been dogged on for being the bad guy, but it's a really helpful molecule for so many of our body's processes. Everything from forming the building blocks of hormones to protecting, not inhibiting, protecting our brain health and even our heart health when it's found in moderation. So read the post for more on that. But the very shortest answer I can give is that we want to raise HDL, that's commonly called the good cholesterol, and we do that by eating more healthy fats and exercising more. Uh, We want to lower LDL in general, and we do that by eating more vegetables, leafy green vegetables, and drinking more water and consuming less saturated fat. And then we want, for sure, lower triglycerides. I think this is uh, the, I think HDL and triglycerides are the most important. And we lower triglycerides by consuming less sugar, alcohol, and processed foods. So that's the basic answer. You can read the blog post that will be in the show notes for more. Next question comes from Kelsey. She says, what is the healthiest protein bar? Oh my goodness, I literally could talk for eight hours on this because there are so many on the market and we're all looking for a protein bar for different reasons. It very much depends if you're about to go out exercising or you're recovering from exercising or you're using it as a meal replacement or you're kind of using it to curb your sweet cravings or you're using it to boost your protein intake or whatever. There are just so many goals But I think most people are looking for a protein bar kind of as a healthier snack, whether it's to tide them over during a busy work day or make them last to the next meal or something like that. Um, And for this, I'm really looking for a balance between the purest, healthiest ingredients 
and the macronutrients that are going to support blood sugar stability. So if I were just going for healthy ingredients, I would choose like the Lara bar or RX bar or those just just it fruit bar, that's it fruit bars, that kind of bar. But honestly, most of those are going to spike your blood sugar. And I don't think that the average person just sitting at a desk is going to do well with that much sugar. And then on the flip side, if I were going just for blood sugar stability, I would pick something like the Quest bar or maybe even the Built bar or the Bulletproof bar, something like that. And the true answer is I think something in between is serving most people. So I'm looking for clean-ish ingredients, but also high protein. I really, if it's a protein bar, I want 15 plus grams of protein. I want maximum two, three, maybe four grams of sugar. I want plenty of fiber, ideally 10 plus grams of fiber, and I want it to taste pretty good. Now look, a protein bar doesn't have to be your favorite food item that you eat all week, but I want it to taste pretty good, so we keep coming back for more. And all those things considered, my two most common protein bar recommendations are the No Cow Bar and the Garden of Life Organic Fit Bar. The No Cow Bar has more dessert-ish flavors like chocolate peanut butter, or birthday cake, or things like that. Um, I actually really enjoy the taste. I have some people say that if you're very sensitive to stevia or something like that, some people say that it has an aftertaste. But of all my clients, I would guess 80 plus percent of them really enjoy the No Cow Bar. And then the Garden of Life Organic Fit Bar is for someone who doesn't like as sweet of a bar. It is sweet. My favorite flavor is sea salt caramel for this, uh, but it's just not as sweet. It tastes more uh, like a, a oatmeal raisin cookie than a chocolate chip cookie if we want to make the protein bar cookie analogy. I'm going to put links to both of these in the show notes if you would like to check them out. It's time for your call to action, and today I want you to think about one step you can take to improve your brain health, and then set a calendar reminder to do this step every day this week. Set a recurring calendar alarm or reminder, and do this thing every day this week. I would love to hear how you feel, so let me know by shooting me a DM on Instagram at the Lion Share T H E L Y O N S S H A R E shooting me an email, or contacting me in any way you possibly can. Have a wonderful rest of your week, and here's to a healthy brain. Thanks for listening to another episode of Wellness Your Way with Megan Lyons. I always love connecting with listeners, so be sure to follow me on social media. And don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss brand new episodes each week. If you love Wellness Your Way, please leave us a rating and review. I appreciate it so much. Stay well, and I'll be back next week. The Wellness Your Way podcast is provided for information only and should not be misconstrued as medical advice. Please consult with your physician or otherwise qualified practitioner on any matters regarding your health and well-being or on any opinions expressed within this podcast or the LionShare website.